Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Mr. Sean Gunn, but thank you for the opening. This is Top 10. Again, audience, I promise you, I will have you and Leo a new uh, theme song for Top 10 very soon. Um, But this is Top 10. Uh, We have a very special episode in store for you guys tonight. Tonight, we will be debating the Top 10 Best Superhero Casting. Uh, And for all of you out there who are like, is it just superheroes? You can do superheroes or villains. Doesn't matter. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. And we have a brand new addition to the team. So let's get into our panelists. Uh, Leo, what's going on, Leo? What's going on, guys? Ready to talk some top ten? Let's do it. Let's do it. And we have Eric. What's going on, Eric? Hey, hey, hey. Got heroes, got villains. We're, we're covered on all fronts. Let's do this. Absolutely. And new to the Geek Vibes family in the top 10 show. Micah, what's going on, buddy? What's up, everybody? I, I'm feeling really good right now. I love the uh, the warm reception that I've received from everybody at Geek Vibes. I've, uh, I've been following you guys for a little bit now, and uh, I'm just ready to, uh, to show what I can do. Hopefully, with this top 10 list, I do better than uh, Virginia did last night, but uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get after it. Absolutely. I will say our list will be constructed better than most people's brackets are as of today. No uh, kidding. But let's, <laughs> let's get right into it. All right, number 10. I will start with you, Eric. Who is the first casting you are putting up to be on the list? Absolutely. At number at number 10, this comes from Captain America, the Winter Soldier in 2014. I chose Robert Redford, who played the villainous Alexander Pierce. Oh, I'm going to go to Leo first while I, while I really think about this, because although that was one of Marvel's best villains, uh, uh, Leo, you go first while I mull this over. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if he belongs on top ten. Um, I did oh, like him man. in the film. What? <laughs> Somebody's like, oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm indifferent. I, I liked him in the film. He was such a cunning, good villain. But, uh, I'm gonna have to say no. All right, uh, Micah, new to the show. Um, are you putting, uh, are you putting him up? on the top 10 list. No. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, I, I know <laughs> when it comes to the MCU and the villains, uh, you know, it, it it's very lacking in terms of uh, the kind of punch that they, that they pack. But, uh, and Robert Redford is obviously a very legendary actor in, in his own right. And it was very, uh, very promising casting to put him in a comic book film, and then to have him as a villain was was 
awesome. But uh, to have him in any kind of top ten list, uh, honestly, in my opinion, I think that he was serviceable but forgettable. So that's that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, I, Eric, I I love the pick. And uh, me and Joel, when I was telling him this is what we were going to be doing this week, he was. I, I believe me and Joel uh, had talked about. Robert Redford's character. The only reason why it's a no to me was pretend you're, pretend you're the general audience, right? Like you have no idea about comic books, about the MCU, Marvel, or anything. Mm-hmm. You would have thought the actual villain was Winter Soldier. Um, obviously, till the end. Um, you did see Robert Redford kind of, you know, show his true colors a little bit uh, in, in the middle of the movie, but by no means was he, like, the actual, like, main villain of the movie. Uh, it was technically Winter Soldier. Um, so I think the, the general audience, if they had to choose just between that movie itself, they would kind of lean more towards Winter Soldier than uh, Robert Redford's character. So that's the only reason why it's a no for me. It's not a no because he wasn't an amazing, uh, you know, portrayal of, of his character. He was great. But... I don't know. I think if I didn't know who Bucky was, I would have thought the Winter Soldier was more of a main villain than he was. Perfect sense. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I based off of everything that y'all have said, I completely agree with you because it, you know, looking at the movie, like you said, I mean, the Winter Soldier was the main villain. So, okay, that's fine. I'll give y'all that one. I'm going to sit back and wait patiently and, and, and we'll see what goes from there. All right, um, I'll go next. I'm going with someone that I think is a deep cut. Um, I'm going with Jackie Early Haley as Rorschach. Um, Main reason why is Rorschach from the comics is someone, well, first of all, Watchmen in in general uh, is a comic I never would have thought Hollywood would ever give a green light to. Uh, It's just such a dark story. Uh, Dark characters, dark story, dark events. Just never would have thought it would translate to the big screen. And when it did, I said, all right, well, they're going to make this movie, but there's no way you can actually properly do Rorschach, let alone find someone that could do a great job as Rorschach. Not only did Jackie Early Haley make me think in, in some other world, he could have been an amazing voiceover for Batman, and whether it's an animated movie or a show or whatever, he completely bodied Rorschach so much to where I was like, all right, can we have him be Rorschach and the question, since those two characters are obviously so similar? Uh, he just has that dark, brooding voice that's just so perfect. And to me, he embodied um, Rorschach. And to me, he was a standout out of everybody in that movie. Uh, I left the theater saying, I need more of Jackie Early Haley. Uh, well, at least until I saw Nightmare on Elm Street. And then I said, maybe a little less of Jackie uh, <laughs> in, in a role like that maybe more more Rorschach, if anything. Um, but I think what he did as Rorschach in uh, Watchmen was huge. And the, the prison scene that he had where he was fighting his way out, like he just was such a standout character. Um, and I believe he deserves a spot on this list. But, Micah, I will go to you first, my good sir. Do you agree? Now, I, I don't agree that he should be in the top ten but if there, if we had a top 15, absolutely. Um, it, that was definitely inspired casting. casting. And I agree with everything that you said. And even 
when you said that, uh, you know, if he voiced Batman, I mean, you can just tell uh, his his voice and uh, the uh, – side note, he didn't work for me as Freddy Krueger, but that's a whole other topic and discussion. But um, when it comes to Rorschach, he personified that character from the page to the big screen. I mean, he, he did an absolute kick-ass job with Rorschach and – Watchmen is a movie that I that I go back to maybe once or twice a year. Um, I it's one of the few movies that I actually went to the midnight screening to go and watch, and uh, it's one of the very few graphic novels I actually picked up and read. Uh, and you're right, uh, Watchmen actually getting developed for the big screen was a risk, and I feel like Zack Snyder killed it with every little detail, and uh, he killed it with Rorschach with the casting of Rorschach. And uh, I, although I don't agree with him being in the top ten, um, like I said, if we expanded it to maybe five more characters, he would have been in my list. I had a hard time not not putting him on my own top ten. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with Rorschach. I completely respect that. Um, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot of amazing characters. But to me, the biggest reason why I felt that he deserved the spot was, to me, when, when you're casted, to me, you have to embody the character. Like, I have to, like, now when I read Rorschach in the comics, to me, I only see Jackie Early Haley. Same way, mm-hmm. like, if I if I watch the, um, you know, if I read an X-Men comic, I only see Hugh Jackman as, as Wolverine. Um, so, you know, to me, you have to embody it. And I think now, anytime we think of Rorschach, whether it's, you know, we get another movie. Well, we're getting a, an HBO series from The Watchmen mm-hmm. uh, produced by Snyder, I believe. So, you know, whoever they get is Rorschach. To me, I don't – before that person's even named, I don't even think they're worthy to fill Jackie Early Haley's uh, shoes because he embodied that role. But like I said, I completely understand and respect where you're coming from. Um, Leo, do you agree with uh, with Micah? No, I think he belongs on the list, actually. Um, I think I had him at number eight because he actually is my favorite Watchmen. Um, and it's just like you were saying, like, every time I read Watchmen and every time I see Rorschach, I think of Jackie Early Haley. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'm completely with you. Leo, did you get cut off or, or were you done? Because I didn't want to cut you uh, off. I think I got cut off. Um, I was going to say that I just – I love that prison, that prison scene um, where you're getting interrogated. That's like one of my favorite scenes of Watchmen, period. So, nice. uh, huge fan, and he would go on the list for me. All right. Um, Eric, you are the, uh, the, the decider in, in some terms, or you're what I'm going to have to sell uh, Jackie Early Haley even more uh, on if you agree with Micah. So whose side are you on? Uh, you side with well, Micah that he doesn't belong on the list, or are you with me and uh, Leo? I wish that we this was video, because I'm sitting here like one of those chickens that bobs in the water, you know, one of those desktop things that just sits there and always moves. I can't believe I forgot to put him on the list, but I completely agree with you. He deserves to be on that list, and number 10 is perfect for him. You know, I, I think we can all pretty much agree he's the Batman analog of the Watchmen universe or close to it, you know, even though there's 
other characters, but still, I mean, he everything he did in that movie embodied, personified, I mean, just, it's almost like he reached into the comic book with a magic glove and pulled out Rorschach, you know, and, and just picked his brain and got the character perfectly. So I'm totally agreeing with you on this one, Jawan. He needs to be on the list. All right. So it looks like at number 10, we have Jackie Early Haley as um, Rorschach. Um, all right. So I went, Eric went, all right, Micah, I'm going to go to you. Who are you putting in at number nine? Oh, we're on nine or 10? No, uh, nine, nine, because nine? number 10, because, uh, yeah, majority vote. The three of us voted for Jackie Early Haley <laughs> okay. to be in. Sorry, I'm a, yeah. I'm a noob. I'm a noob. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. I probably should have explained the rules to you. Again, another knock on me. Um, so it's pretty much, before we go any further, let me just say it's, it's majority vote, but if we're ever split, then um, what's going to happen is uh, I'll choose someone to then uh, either name someone that they think should replace that one that we're split on or whoever brought up that that character's name. Um, They just have to either convince us or um, they have to, you know, or someone else is going to have to sell us on a whole entire different person to put in that spot. Okay. Right on, right on. All right. Okay, so I don't want anybody to – uh, have any kind of funny feelings about this because this is, I know that this is kind of recent, but just how I felt after his casting was announced is the reason why he's on my top 10. And at number nine, I've got Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, uh, Black Panther. And I remember when Marvel was doing their event uh, that they held uh, a couple years ago. I want to say it was at El Capitan. Uh, where they presented uh, their t- their timeline moving forward, and then they introduced Chadwick Boseman, and the the response that everybody had uh, for Chadwick Boseman was just incredible. And I I remember how I felt when he came onto the stage, and he was in between Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr., and just seeing him in the middle, and how how statuesque he looked in between those two. And then fast forward to him finally getting his own film as Black Panther. Uh, it, to me, I, I know that this is the only version of Black Panther that we've gotten. And, of course, there's animated shows. And Wesley Snipes was talking about being Black Panther in the late 90s and all that stuff. But Chadwick Boseman is very regal. Um, he is a very talented and gifted actor, and uh, I, I just feel like Disney and, and Kevin Feige going for Chadwick Boseman was perfect. I feel like nobody else could have been as regal and, like I said, and, and as uh, just king-like. I mean, Chadwick Boseman just kind of oozes what T'Challa is supposed to be, um, not only from the pages but on the big screen as well. And so I feel like Chadwick Boseman deserves to be in the top ten for best uh, casting choices for comic book films. I'm going to go ahead and say I, I'm going to still pass it to Eric and Leo, but I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement that uh, he definitely deserves a spot. 
Uh, and if we have time at the end, I definitely believe he deserves higher than nine um, when we do our reordering of the uh, – when we finalize the list. I actually um, found out about his casting before that event. He had went to the Breakfast Club, uh, and he was talking to Charlemagne. And Charlemagne had asked him, he said, what is this I'm hearing about you possibly getting a role as Black Panther? And Chadwick Boseman, if anyone's listening, play this man in poker. The worst liar I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> he goes, um, he, he said, he said as he started laughing, he goes, uh, I, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he goes, oh, okay, you sure? And he goes, I, I don't know nothing, man. And then I was just, I was sitting there and I was just like, that's like exactly how you would say it if you're super excited about getting the role of someone like the Black Panther. But Kevin Feige <laughs> told you you can't confirm anything. Um, and then fast forward to the event that you're talking about. Him being selected as a Black Panther was like an amazing moment. But Kevin, the way Kevin Feige went about doing it was so so perfect. He comes yeah. out and he goes, he goes, all right, guys. So Captain America's second movie is gonna be. Serpent Society, and everyone was just like, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. His third movie is going to be Serpent Society. I apologize. To, everyone was just to like, interject, sure, and I'm yeah. sorry to, to interject. I do remember mm-hmm. blogs. I remember blogs going with that and going, you guys are nuts if you think that that's legit. I knew right. that was a swerve. <laughs> right. So, so as he did it, and then he's like, all right, it's not that. It's Civil War. And then Chris Evans comes out, and then, you know, I think he went along the lines of saying, well, you can't have Civil War without Iron Man. And then Robert Downey Jr. came out, and then he goes, uh, and we're also introducing new characters like Black Panther. And then Chadwick Boseman came out, and I was just like, this is like, what a time. What a time to be geeks. This is just perfect. But, yeah, as far as his performance as, as T'Challa, he blew me away in Civil War. Uh, the accent was beautiful. It reminded me of the one we got from Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Uh, that I think that that show portrayed the Black Panther in such a great way. Um, it's just it, it, he did such an amazing job, and I think because as fans we get so excited about what Killmonger brought to the table, I think people sleep on how amazing Chadwick Boseman was as the Black Panther and as T'Challa. So yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, he deserves a spot on this list at nine, and I promise uh, I'm going to make sure we have time. He's going to get higher on this list. Uh, he definitely deserves, like, top five after what I saw from Civil War and, uh, you know, the Black Panther solo. But, Leo, I'm going to go to you next. I know you agree, but I'm going to pass it to you anyway. Does Chadwick Boseman make it on this list? Heck, yeah, Chadwick Boseman makes it on this list. Not, I mean <laughs> – Past the accent, past some of the the embodiment that he is, that he does bring to the table, we've got kind of this really good timeline that he plays out very well. You've got him in Civil War, responsibilities, but not the ones of a king. Witnesses his father die. He set out for revenge, but he learns his lesson in the end. And then it ties directly into Black Panther when he has to do this kind of growing up real quick, becoming a king, but also learning what it's like to be a good king because, remember, his dad made mistakes. So he went back, fixed that, and now we're going to get to see him as a king in Avengers. I am so excited because he's just embodied not only T'Challa and Black Panther, but the role of three different, like, royalties throughout the movie. So, yes, definitely on the list. Yeah, I completely agree. And it feels like he grows 
with each time we see him. Like you yes, saw the huge growth development. from right. You saw the development between Civil War to Black Panther, and it looks like he might have another arc to go in either Avengers three and four or his sequels. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun to see how this character grows more and more uh, throughout the the building of this universe. Uh, but Eric, does he belong in this list? Oh my God, absolutely! And, and for every reason you said, as a writer watching his arc in Civil War, and I'll admit I haven't seen Black Panther yet, but from what I've heard from my family and from everyone else, and now into you know his sequel and Avengers three and four, this is a writer's just for lack of a better term, a wet dream. I'm sorry. I mean this character arc. And Chadwick Boseman, I mean, he he's knocking it out of the ballpark every time he gets on the screen. It's just like, yes, that's him. Bow down to the king. Just go on ahead. And, and, and it gets so much easier. So absolutely. And, Juwan, I'm with you. He needs to be higher on the list. Yeah. yeah that's, he does. that's definitely going to be. That's definitely going to be worked on. He'll definitely get uh, a higher spot than where he's at. Um, But that's for us to figure out once we finish the list. So let me go ahead and add in Chadwick Boseman. All right. So, Leo, number eight, who are you putting in? All right. This is going to be kind of a goofy one, and feel free to disagree with me. But, oh, my goodness, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, man. If there is not anybody else on this planet who can play J. Jonah Jameson, like, that's why they have not even brought him back to Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man coming. We can't see him because they haven't cast J.K. Simmons. The dude is what Jameson is in the comics. He's out to get Spider-Man. He's an angry guy. And now every time I see him, which is rarely, but every time I do see him, I'm like, wow, is that J.K. Simmons? Oh, wait, no, that's actually the actual character. Um, So, yeah. And the super iconic book. Got to put him on here. I, again, I wouldn't put him over Chadwick Boseman, but we're going to edit the list anyway. So, All right. Um, I'll go to you first, Micah. Uh, does he deserve a spot on this list? Absolutely. Uh, I definitely have him on mine. So, uh, yes, he definitely deserves to be on this list. And, uh, no, I, I have to completely agree Uh he obviously uh, uh, J.K. J.K. Simmons or not? Hold on, I'm getting them confused because every everything is a J in these names. So J. Jonah Jameson, uh, I I believe that he has not been cast in this Spider-Man universe because of how great of a job J.K. Simmons did. Now uh, I feel like you know eventually we'll get J. Jonah Jameson as uh, Peter Parker ages and, uh, you know, eventually works for the Daily Bugle and all that. But I feel like they're a little trepidatious because of the amazing job J.K. did as J. Jonah Jameson. He has some of my favorite scenes in all of those Spider-Man, uh, the earlier Spider-Man films. So I, I have to agree. Yeah, he, he definitely deserves to be on this list. That's I don't think you can get any better and on point with casting than what they were able to do with J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. So I, I fully agree. Um, yeah, no, I, I want to go last. 
Eric, you go. I want to go last. Uh-oh. I totally agree. <laughs> uh, you know, even when he was cast as Gordon, I still couldn't get the image of him as Jay Jonah out of my mind, you know. Same here. And it, it, yeah. almost kinda, it almost kind of did a disservice to Gordon, you know, but unfortunately that's where he's at now. That's the role he will forever be remembered for. It's Jay Jonah. I mean, my God, laughing at him in every movie and just everything. He was perfect. So, please, yes, absolutely, got to be on the list. Um, I'm going to say yes for now, uh, but I'm going to treat this J. Jonah Jameson the same way I did Teen Titans in Tokyo last week. Uh, so, I am going to... I am going to come back to you, Leo, once we finalize the list to argue him out. Um, but I will say he what? did embody the – I am going to – trust me, the one that I come back with to get him out, I think he'll understand. Um, but I will say, to, to your point, Leo, uh, in all seriousness, he did embody the role. Uh, he even looked like him. Uh, he looked fresh out mm-hmm. of the comics, uh, just a little slimmer. Um, but, you know, he did an amazing job. I just think there are some better names that could be put on this list. That's my only uh, reservation. But for now, he is on the list. Um, but I Michael. do want to tell you guys. I do want to tell you guys we are joined by uh, Nick. Nick, what's going on, buddy? What's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Welcome to top ten. Excellent. Yeah, it's good to be on. This is a little cameo appearance. Um, but yeah, I got I got three names that I want to throw out, and I only want one of them on the list. So what I want to do is I want to throw out three names, and then whoever y'all like the most, I want that to be the nomination. Okay, is that fair? Okay, that sounds good. Okay, all right. So it's St. Patty's Day. We got to get an Irishman on this list. We gotta we gotta do it, man. It's it. I I think that's only fair considering the holiday. Um, so I got three names for you. Michael Fassbender as Magneto, German-born but of Irish descent. Killy, Killian Murphy as Scarecrow, obviously Irish. Or Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul. Um, so, Juwan, if you want to throw it around the table and let everybody kind of soak those, cho- those uh, nominations in, and maybe we can all just say which one we like the best out of those three. All right, well, that's not easy. Uh, you just entered us into a game of Russian roulette. So, um, <laughs> um, that's right, me, man. Uh, I'm the wild card. <laughs> I'm Charlie Day, I'll bro. Start, <laughs> I'll start with you, Leo. Uh, who, who out of that, Leo? Who out of that list are you picking? Oh man, my bad. Um, I'm going with Magneto. Uh, definitely Michael Fassbender is Magneto. He just bought. Something to that role that, I mean, and Ian McKellen was a, a good Magneto, but he just bought something to that role that was absolutely revolutionary. Um, a couple scenes that come to mind when I say that is uh, in Apocalypse, the daughter scene. That was pretty crazy. Um, and uh, at the end of Days of Future Past, like all of that, um, he just, he brings this, like, emotional stigma to Magneto that almost makes him a little more relatable. Uh, so I'm going Michael Fassbender. 
All right. Um, Eric, who are you going with? Um, I can't agree with Leo on this. I, Fassbender was never really my first choice for the young Magneto, but that's, that's a personal thing. Uh, I'm choosing Liam Neeson. I thought he did a great job as Rajah Ghoul. Um, you Eric? know, he, he's, yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I okay, lost my train of thought. Um, but I, I like Liam Neeson. I think he did a great job with the role, you know, his other action movies and everything else. And um, I I really love the the way he played Rajah Ghoul in Batman Begins. So I'm going with Liam. All right. Uh, and Micah? Who are you going with? I'm going to have to go with Fassbender. Uh, I feel like what he brought to the uh, to his with his portrayal of Magnus was, oh man, it it definitely brought a, a different side. Like I like I believe I think Leo touched on. Uh, now Ian McKellen uh, brought a very uh, uh, solid and obviously very uh, older, but more experience and he has been through all of this uh all this pain and suffering but he has obviously rose to the top and and uh believes that what he's fighting for is right but uh what Fassbender brought you know being the younger Magneto uh it, it brought that emotional connection that like Leo said that I I started to relate to Magneto especially in uh Apocalypse which, again, side note, I, Apocalypse, it, it was a disappointment to me, but Magneto in all of his scenes, except for the battle where he's just basically floating, um, his scenes with his family, it just, I fell for Magneto. I felt for Fassbender. I felt for everything that he was going through, and then the movie just kind of fell apart for me. But uh, I... I, I would have to agree. I would If I'm picking out of those three, um, now Murphy did a great job as Scarecrow. And in fact, in Batman Begins, um, Scarecrow for me in that movie, um, now obviously his role became more watered down going forward, but Scarecrow was just awesome. I loved seeing what, what happened with, with the, uh, the toxins and all that stuff. And that was all great. Um, but uh, Liam Neeson, I can't, yeah, he would be the first one out for me, and uh, but definitely my pick would be Fassbender if we're having to choose out of those three. All right, um, I'm going with Murphy. Um, honestly, Fassbender, uh, uh, one of the greatest actors that we have today. Um, but I'll always go with uh, Sir Ian McKellen uh, as my Magneto over Fassbender. And as much as I love. Liam Neeson as much as the next guy, uh, that's not my racial goal. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. Nolan, amazing director, yeah. amazing writer, but that is not my racial goal, not even in the slightest. I'm actually not even the biggest fan of that movie uh, outside of um, Scarecrow. Uh, Scarecrow was what uh, one of the things that really did it for me in that movie. Uh, we haven't really seen uh, much of Batman's villains outside of the the usuals. So it was really mm-hmm. fun and interesting to see Scarecrow. Uh, and Murphy did such an amazing job. I actually didn't, uh, if I'm remembering back then, I don't even think I knew that his character was going to be uh, Scarecrow. I believe that movie was back in like 06, I want to say. Um, so he just really, 05 you said? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. 
Um, so yeah, he really, to me, that was one of the brighter points of that movie was his performance as Scarecrow. Um, and that really resonated with me. I kind of want to see more of Scarecrow, uh, you know, going forward for whenever Matt Reeves decides to give us a Batman. I'd really love to see what he can do with, uh, with the Scarecrow played by Jackie Early Haley. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm definitely going with, with Murphy on this one. Uh, but Nick, we have two people going for Fassbender, so I guess you're kind of somewhat, I guess, either I will, breaking the tie or enhancing it right. in one person's favor. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll answer it like this. I agree um, that Liam Neeson is probably my first man out. I, I loved his performance, but to me, like, what we're talking about is casting, um, like the mm-hmm. best casting that you can get. And I feel like that role because of the way it was written is like so interchangeable for like any number of different actors. Um, so not that Liam Neeson didn't do a, a terrific job. Like if we were talking about acting performance, maybe it would be a different conversation, but we're talking about casting. So I would say because of the role and the way it was written and how interchangeable it could be, he would be my odd man out. Um, I do agree with you. I think, uh, Dewan, that Killian Murphy, just the casting of him, Scarecrow. I don't know how many of you have seen Red Eye, but that was like the first yes. movie that I really remember seeing him Absolutely. in. Absolutely. And he was so terrifying in that movie. Um, and the kind of psychotic nature that he can bring to a character and, and bring to a villain um, in particular is, is perfect for Dr. Crane. Um, and so I would definitely, um, like, I, I think that is a, a, a terrific casting. With Fassbender, it's kind of different because they had to embody Surian McKellen with a new actor, but also bring somebody who could bring something new to the role. And because they hit that mark so well, I'm going to go with Fassbender. Uh, and also props uh, for Colin, Colin and Magnus. <laughs> like, obviously, he's lesser. <laughs> Uh, in, in the movies, but like he will always be Eric Magnus to me, so thank you for that. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I gotta go with Fassbender. I think like the 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 casting angle of it in and of itself is just it, it that's such a bind to be put in to find an actor who's going to um, be able to you know have at least some amount of resonance that that you know, alludes to the, the first actor who played him, but still be able to kind of create and make the character his own and, and go through his own arc and, and have his own transformation. Um, so I think they hit, I hit, I think they hit the ball out of the park with Michael Fassbender. So yes, that would be my choice. Well, I will say to the, uh, by the way, Michael Fassbender has made it on the list at, uh, I believe it's number, let me see, I think seven, it has to be seven. Yeah, he made the list at number seven. But to the point you're making about Red Eye, um, the way that he Murphy was portrayed in both um, is kind of somewhat similar. Because in the beginning of that movie, you think he's this psychiatrist trying to help, only to figure out he is somewhat uh, what's contributing to Gotham becoming such this dark and disgusting place that uh, that Bruce feels as though he needs to kind of uh, save. And in Red Eye, he just looks like that really nice guy sitting next to you on the plane. Right. And then it's just like, boom, things completely change. It's just like, whoa, yeah. what? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I love him as an actor. I do believe that he is highly underrated. 
and not yeah. talked about enough. Um, well, then, as, hey, as if Fassbender is already on the list, put Murphy on the list. We got two Irishmen on the list, and then when y'all whittle it down, hopefully <laughs> one will make it, and we can have a happy St. Patty's Day. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> that 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 sounds that sounds pretty good. Uh, Murphy definitely. Uh, I, I'd fight a lot harder to make sure he would be the Irishman to uh, to survive this list. Uh, <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, hey, brother, I'm out. Uh, but uh, I'm going to be listening, and don't let me down. Put one of the two on the list. Come on, fellas. Absolutely. <laughs> right before, on. You, before you go, Nick, uh, yeah. make sure you plug Full Court Press really quick. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we're going to be moving to uh, two episodes a week for our weekly NBA show, now biweekly NBA show. Uh, so we're going to be doing Monday, Thursday, 9 o'clock um, each, each day. Uh, and we're going to be breaking down all the latest NBA news. We got the playoffs coming up. We got draft talk coming up. Uh, we got a very busy time for the NBA, so it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, you heard it, guys. Monday and, and Thursday, right? Or Wednesday? Yes. Thursday. Monday, Monday and Thursday. Thursday. I'm on Nine the show. O'clock. Wrestling I'm, Geek Alliance will be moving to Wednesday, so back to its right. original time. All right. Make sure you guys check out Full Court Press. I am on there also, so. There you go. Just listen in just for me. Um, but all right, Nick, thank you very much. Yeah, man, appreciate it. All right, brother. Um, all right, peace out. So, See bro. Micah, you are yes. picking. Uh, you are picking up where Nick left off, and you are giving us our number six. Number six. All right, guys. Now, don't chastise me too hard for this one, but my number six pick is the. Former troubled, uh, I I guess you can call him a child actor at the time, but uh, nobody really wanted him. But uh, uh, Disney came calling, and it's Robert Downey Jr. Uh, He he took the role of Iron Man. He set this Marvel Cinematic Universe on fire. He's he's the one, the the catalyst, if you will, the one that started it all uh, from the very beginning. I remember when uh, it was talked about and rumored very heavily that there was an Iron Man movie in development. And I remember, I, w- I, I can actually remember exactly where I was when I started to learn about uh, the development of this film and Leonardo DiCaprio's name got thrown around a little bit. And then they dropped the, the bomb on us and, and uh, casted Robert Downey Jr., who I want to continue to call Tony Stark because uh, that's just where my mind goes. It just goes that way, the same way with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I think of Tony Stark, and I automatically just think of Robert Downey Jr. and vice versa. He just, with his uh, his swag, his his arrogance, and everything in between, uh, to uh, to kind of become and and eventually develop into uh, the character that we've grown over the last ten years. To, to love and, and sometimes hate, uh, but Robert Downey Jr. has done an incredible job, and obviously we, you know, his time is starting to wane down a little bit, uh, but, uh, you know, even the studios have done their, their thing to uh, kind of keep him around and keep him comfortable with, uh, you know, just making sure that he doesn't have to wear a clunky suit anymore and all that other stuff, just to kind of keep him comfortable to keep him around longer. Um, and, and obviously the man's paid at this point, uh, but I feel like Robert Downey Jr. is is more than deserving to be on a top ten list. 
when it comes to inspired casting for comic book films. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. Funny thing is uh, the name that they wanted and almost uh, officially had was Tom Cruise is is Iron Man. Uh, But they had had a lot of issues, one of them being Tom Cruise did not want to have to wear that mask all the time because, you know, Tom Cruise wants to show his face. Um, So actually, uh, uh, Marvel, uh, Marvel at that time did not want Robert Downey Jr. Uh, it was John oh, Favreau who sold them, who sold them on it, uh, because they were very adamant about we're trying to build a universe, and you want a guy who just came from everything he came from to be right. our lead. Yeah, no, thank you. So uh, John Favreau had to really sell uh, Downey Jr. Uh, to to Marvel at that time, and they gave him a chance. Uh, he went to set, and he most of the lines that you guys see in Iron Man were freelance. Uh, not not, I won't say not a lot, but a good portion of, of uh, uh, Stark's lines were kind of freelanced by Downey Jr. Um, if you guys ever hmm, get a no. chance, watch that Iron Man. Uh, it's not documentary, but you know what they show on the the actual DVD of behind the scenes and stuff like that. Uh, they go a lot into it and they tell you about how Marvel didn't really want them, um, how they kind of improvised some lines during the movie, also. So just everything behind how Downey Jr. got the role and then reinvented himself and then cre- not created but helped shape this universe um, is is just brilliant. Uh, and you saying Marvel doing uh uh you know their their thing to keep him around that thing is paying this guy like at least a hundred million dollars per appearance. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty that's a pretty good thing to be doing to keep a guy like that around. So as long as they're paying and the story uh, permits, I'm pretty sure we'll have Downey Jr. start for as long as he can physically continue to do it. Um, but, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. He definitely deserves a spot on this list. Again, when we reorder, he will be a lot higher than six uh, on this list. But, uh, Leo, do you agree? Do you think Downey Jr. deserves a spot on this list? Completely agree, and the moment that keeps replaying in my head right after you said it was when I first saw the movie in 2008, and he at the very end of it, he's like, "I'm Iron Man." Like, I'm that was mm-hmm. that moment was the establishing moment where Robert Downey Jr. will always be Tony Stark slash Iron Man. I can barely even call him Robert Downey Jr. anymore. Right, um, he's such <laughs> a good Stark. And it doesn't surprise me that a lot of his lines are improvised. Uh, maybe that's why that has to do with why Iron Man is the first one is so much better than the others. Because they probably just let him do his thing. Um, I think he brings to the role. I think he just established that character so well that it, and, and he made it so successful that it gave them faith enough to continue on with the universe. I think he should be a little bit higher, but we, we're all going to have the editing phase, so. Um, but yeah, definitely deserves a spot on the list. All right, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of things, uh, a lot of things go into why the 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 next two Iron Mans weren't as good as the first one. But yeah, I, I, absolutely, Leo. Um, honestly, the, the way I look at it is, um, I don't think Downey Jr. will ever have a performance that would make the geek community. I won't say the world. The geek community see him as anyone other than Tony Stark. Um, I think a lot of the other characters, you could maybe, that, that, that's maybe like a toss-up. But for Downey, nah, there's nothing else he could do ever that would make me go, oh, that's anyone besides just Tony Stark. 
Um, but uh, Eric, what are your thoughts? Totally agree. And that moment at the end, you almost kind of wonder if it was kind of a little bit of breaking the fourth wall. Him look at Mar- looking at Marvel, saying, "Yeah, this is my role now. I'm not letting this go." You know, and and moving forward from there, I mean, everything that he brought to the role made Tony seem more realistic from his own personal life and everything else. I mean, that's my interpretation of it, but still, there was nobody else who could ever even conceive. I, I, I can't, there's, you know how you can kind of say, oh, well, I wish they had done this or that, and there's just not that with Downey. There is only Robert Downey Jr., and you're right. Sometimes I look at him and I go, and, and my wife does it too. She goes, Tony Stark, you know who I'm talking about. Yep, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. So when uh, the, and when I will... the... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and when, the, when someone, you know, my wife's got a geek card, but not as into it as I am. But when my wife is going, Tony Stark, you know who I'm talking about? Marvel's done the right thing. Absolutely. And I will say, uh, one of the things, not necessarily Downey Jr.-wise, but that I loved about that first Iron Man was uh, it was one of the last times we could actually be truly surprised because no one, and I mean no one, I don't care what anyone says, no one knew that we were getting that end credit scene of Nick Fury uh, starting mm-hmm. the Avengers at the end. That was just, mm-hmm. the way they did it was Favreau had uh, a blanket over uh, uh, Samuel Jackson's so the car would pull up to where the set is. He'd get right out, go into set with, with something covering him, and then he'd do his lines, put the thing back over him, come back out, get in the car, and that was it. So no no scooper or whoever can come out and say, oh, I knew back then he was going to. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No one knew. That's why it was such a huge shock because it was like, whoa, wait, hold on. You just had just this first Iron Man movie, and you're already telling me that an Avengers world is building that was bananas. Everything about that movie was perfect. The fourth wall, him looking at us and saying, I am Iron Man, beautiful. Uh, it, it made me love Iron Man all over again because all I knew from Iron Man was the uh, the 90s cartoon um, mm-hmm. that I thought was just really, really, really fun uh, back in the day, but I couldn't watch it now. Um, <laughs> uh, so it was just really uh, fun to see the character grow and then come to the big screen like that. Um, so Downey Jr. makes it on this list at number six. So, Eric, what is number five? Wow, i got to try and beat that. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay, I'm going to go outside of DC and Marvel here. Uh, for number five, I'm going to say Ron Perlman is Hellboy in Hellboy 1 and 2. Um, his... I, I think at the time there was nobody better to play that role. Um, the way he looked, the way he handled himself, uh, his voice just completely personified Hellboy for me. So I'm going to say uh, Ron Perlman is Hellboy. You know, I, I want to say no because now that I've seen uh, – What's his name from Stranger Things uh, mm-hmm. as, as Hellboy? That's all I see Hellboy as because it just mm-hmm. looks so freaking accurate. But then what I keep remembering to myself is if you look at that official photo that they released, 
and you look at Ron Perlman's Hellboy, they look exactly similar. It's just the, the newer Hellboy is a, is a little smaller, but way more jacked. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, obviously technology is a lot better now than it was then. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to say yes, because I am one of maybe the only few that thought we deserved a Hellboy 3 before they, they uh, took everything down and rebooted it. Um, but this is one I might circle back to. But for now, I'm, def- I'm, I'm, I'm going to go yes, because I loved his performance as Hellboy. Um, Leo, what, what are your thoughts? Oh, I love them in Hellboy. Uh, I would say I, I, another one that I would go back and edit and uh, probably put a little bit lower. But um, I really, really enjoyed him as Hellboy, and not even just as Hellboy. I really liked him in Sons of Anarchy too. Um, he was he was great as uh, Clay in Sons of Anarchy. Um, and whenever I see him, I just think of those two characters and how well he portrayed both of them. Um, I don't. I, I, I honestly, Jawan. I would have preferred a Hellboy 2 over a reboot as well, just because I liked him as a Hellboy so much that I was, like, so sad to see him go. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I really enjoyed the cast. I thought uh, Guillermo del Toro did a, did a really nice job creating a world of Hellboy. Um, I would have preferred that second one to, to be somewhat different than where they went. Uh, I, I thought the direction they went in the animated movie is where they should have went for that second one. Um, but I, I did enjoy it a lot. Um, and like I said, it's one I may circle back to when we're done. But for right now, I can't find any, like, really good reason to keep them off. But, uh, Micah, what are your thoughts? I'm going to have to disagree uh, about Ron Perlman being on this list. Now, um, the the casting is uh, relatively spot on, and I believe the name of the new Hellboy is David Harbour, if I'm, if I'm not wrong. Uh, but yep, uh, when I saw the photo of David Harbour, I thought it was Ron Perlman. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, when I first saw the photo, I was like, damn, Ron Perlman up out there getting a different – but that's a whole other thing. Um, I don't. I don't think Ron Perlman deserves to be in the top ten. Uh, but if if we again, if we expanded it to maybe twenty, then then maybe. But um, I'm not. I think where my bias lays is I'm not that big of a fan of Hellboy. So I'm just kind of like, meh. I I don't really. I'm not for or against it. I'm just kind of like, I don't, he was, he didn't make my list. So, you know, that's, this is kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't think of a reason to kick him out uh, right now because we're still growing the list. But after we're done with the list, if like we left someone off that I think definitely deserved to be on there over him. Um, I'll come back and revisit it. Uh, Micah, you're, you're more than welcome to do that also. With anyone that's on this list that you don't think should be, you can come back with someone that you think should be in the, on the list instead of that person, and, and we'll vote on it. But unfortunately, Mike, sorry again, it is majority rules. The three of us <laughs> did, did agree um, for Ron Perlman. But don't worry, you will have an opportunity to, uh, to, to fight for the right to possibly get him off the list. Um, but as for now, Ron Perlman 
is on the list at number five, I believe that was. I don't know why I can't keep counting my head. Uh, yes, at number five. All right, so we're on number four. And for number four, I'm going with a kind of out there one. Um, I'm going to go with, and I really want to desperately go with this specific person, but I kind of want to, I don't want to be biased, so I want to go with someone else. I'm going to go with Charlie Cox. I love everything he has done with the character Matt Murdock in Daredevil. Um, the last time we saw Daredevil was by Ben Affleck, and that was possibly the worst blind face I have ever seen, <laughs> ever. Um, now, albeit, I, do, I am not one of the people that think that movie was just god-awful. I thought it was oh, I thought it was good. I mean, a lot of things I would have changed uh, and written better, directed better. But I didn't think it was a horrible movie. But I do think that blind face, Ben Affleck had never seen a blind person prior to doing that role. I, I truly believe <laughs> that. I truly believe that he didn't do any research. He just, that's how he pictured at that moment, that's how blind people look. Um, so it was really refreshing to see Charlie Cox, who obviously has seen uh, a blind person, for him to show how they actually look. And it's not just the looking up at the ceiling all the time kind of kind of thing. Like, that, that's not how, like, blind people look. But anyway, getting off of that, um, I thought he did an amazing job as Daredevil. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that um, can play both parts just equally well. Uh, you know, his, his alter ego very well. I think his Matt Murdock lawyer by day is just really spot on, and his daredevil is just so freaking accurate. Um, loved what we got in season one and season two, and I love what we got from just him in the Defenders. Uh, everything else around that uh, season was just god-awful. Um, but I think what he did in the Defenders was just great, and the way they left that story off, with everyone thinking he was dead, but the nuns got him. There's so much greatness is about to come from this season three. Uh, so I definitely believe Charlie Cox was a great casting, mainly because no one had heard of him before the casting. No one had really cared once he was casted. It wasn't until we saw those first few episodes that everyone was like, all right, who's this guy, and why do I want more of him? Uh, and he showed us exactly why with that season one and with that season two. So I definitely believe... Maybe lower, but, again, we're not going by numbers right now. We're just creating a list. Um, I wouldn't mind him being lower, but I definitely believe Charlie Cox and what he did uh, helping shape that Netflix Marvel world and then what he did as Daredevil definitely get, uh, gets him a spot on this list. Um, I'll go to you first, Eric. Do you agree? I agree completely. Um, you're right. He, he, he nailed both parts of the character. Um, he nails the Matt Murdock, the Matt Murdock, excuse me, the lawyer. And then at the same time, when he goes into daredevil mode, it's like it's a completely different person. Um, I think he was fantastic. I saw him in, um, he did a, a movie a few years ago with Claire Danes and Robert Down, uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, it was a fantasy movie, and he just showed his acting chops there, too, so this is an absolutely yes. This is a yes. He He's great. From what you've said, he's very nice, and I completely agree with you. 
Yeah, I will say that probably is a little biased of me. Um, again, I didn't have, like, an actual introduction with him. But bumping into the guy at um, at Ace Comic Con, only to look up and see, like, the, the biggest smile I've ever seen. And just, like, me weirdly saying hi and him just, like, smiling back and going, hey. Like, that, that was one of the most greatest moments ever, meeting Charlie Cox. Uh, but, yeah, no, seriously, he's a really good actor. Um, and he does an amazing job as Daredevil. Um, but, Leo, do you agree? Oh, I absolutely agree. I mean, if we're, we're talking Iron Man, this is the Iron Man of the Netflix universe. Uh, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Um, he made Defenders because without him and Elektra's storyline, I probably wouldn't be nearly as interested in it. Um, and an interesting fact, uh, the red glasses actually make him blind. Um, in the first season, he went to an op- opticianist and got some glasses that were going to make him blind to play the blind guy. So talk about somebody who goes to great lengths to play the character, the part well. As um, <laughs> you saw with Ben Affleck, uh, I was like, really, this guy looks like he can see bright as day. Uh, so I, I love the dedication <laughs> that he has to the character. I love that he was. Uh, he was kind of an unknown before this, and they brought brought him into this, and it made him a lot bigger because uh, he's a great actor. So, yes, definitely, definitely, definitely on this list. All right, yeah, and uh, that that is a really cool fact um, that that I didn't even know about, but that that's really that's really dope. He seems like he does all the work that you'd want an actor to do uh, before mm-hmm. portraying a character. So, I mean, I, I totally buy that. Uh, and, you know, maybe Ben could have, like, spent, I don't know, two minutes with someone who was blind just to get a better idea. Um, but, uh, Micah, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are <laughs> Ben Affleck was a uh, horrendous daredevil. So they didn't really have a, a, a high bar to, to get over when it came to casting Daredevil and, and developing a new series. Uh, so when they casted Charlie Cox, um, who I was actually at the time unfamiliar with until, you know, the, the Netflix series, um, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm curious because it's not Ben Affleck. So I'm, you know, I'm guessing that this is going to be better than the movie. And so when, of course, watching the series and all that, I feel like if it weren't for, Charlie Cox's dedication to the role and uh, uh, how well he, he portrayed the character or how well he portrays the character of Daredevil and uh, Matt Murdock and, and seeing not only him fight and, and all that stuff and the dark side of it, but also uh, uh, working during the day and stuff like that. And the, just kind of peeling back the layers of things that we didn't necessarily get in the Daredevil film with Ben Affleck, unless you see the director's cut. But, um, you know, seeing all that stuff uh, in, in the Netflix series and, and then the Defenders, of course, and, and all that stuff, I feel like the main reason I'm interested in all of what's going on with the MCU in net, on, the, on Netflix is because of uh, Charlie Cox's portrayal as Matt Mur- Murdock and what he was able to bring to that role. Because I feel like if he wasn't uh, up to par with, with what we all have in our minds as what we want as the quintessential Daredevil live action, uh, then 
everything else would have kind of fell to the wayside. So I feel like it, he definitely deserves to be on this list. Maybe lower, but I feel like he is deserving to be on this list for sure. Yeah, like like I said, I, I wouldn't argue if someone told me that they think he should be 8, 9, or 10, as long as he's on the list, because I do think uh, he does truly embody uh, what it means to be Daredevil. Uh, and he looks – well, he doesn't look fresh out of the comics, because comics have always changed as far as Matt Murdock's look. But just what you'd expect Daredevil to be from reading the comics, I believe, is what Charlie Cox brings us. But I will say, all you guys ragging on the, the first Daredevil – it did give us one of the best Game Boy Advance games ever. If you've never played that Daredevil game, I will say a billion times better than the movie and an actually really good game. Try it out. You gotta let that so, go. I'm just saying the game was <laughs> really good. That, the dude. game was good. You even get Bullseye in his in his throwback costume, not whatever crap that was they put Colin Farrell in. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Um, Anyone listening out there, go see Daredevil. Don't listen to these guys. Anyway, um, Leo, uh, what, is, um, what are you putting up as number three? Uh, speaking of breaking the fourth wall, like we were talking about earlier, uh, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Um, if we're talking about people who are dedicated to their role, this guy definitely ranks high on the list. Um, he, not only was he, was he bold enough to say that the first Deadpool was trash, as we know um, from Origins, he actually dipped his Yuck. hands into the movie. I mean, he was a producer. He was an executive producer on the movie. He made the character he, – he put the character on screen pretty much himself because Fox failed, and he came in and cleaned that up for them. Um, watching Deadpool, he's straight out of the comics. Costume, comedy, fourth wall breaking. Um, and what worries me is that Deadpool 1 was so good <laughs> – I don't know if Deadpool 2 is going to live up to it, and we've already got some early reaction, so we'll just have to wait and see. But Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, number three. Hold on, guys. Oh, you guys can hear me? Yeah, yes. we got you. Yep. Okay, sorry. I muted myself, and then my phone looked like it was dying. I started freaking out. Anyway, um, I want to go last on this one. I want, But I will say uh, it's funny uh, that you bring up him ragging on X-Men Origins. Uh, I lost a friendship because of X-Men Origins. Uh, I had a friend who tried to tell me out of that and the Wolverine, uh, X-Men Origins was a way better movie. Um, so obviously I don't have space for that kind of negativity in my life. So I told them we couldn't be friends anymore. So that that's a really interesting fact. Uh, <laughs> that movie was god-awful, and I won't listen to anyone try to say that it wasn't. Um, but, Micah, uh, <laughs> would you put Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool on this list? Absolutely. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool definitely deserves to be on this list. Uh, not for not just for what he brought to the character on the big screen, but I'm more fascinated with the hard work and dedication he put in behind the scenes to get this, sorry, damn movie off the ground. <laughs> and uh, I, I have to commend him for, for, busting his ass and, and uh, making sure that this was going to get made no matter what. He was so dedicated to getting this character on the big screen. And when the, the quote-unquote leaked footage got online, I remember the Internet exploded 
and everybody was sharing that footage around and talking about it. And it was a really big deal, um, at least in, in the uh, movie communities that I was a part of. People were talking about that footage nonstop. And then the ball got rolling, and things just picked up really quick. And uh, I remember getting my ticket to go see Deadpool and just laughing and having a great time and wanting to uh, watch that movie again and again and again. It is definitely one of the best comic book movies ever, in my opinion. And I feel like Ryan Reynolds' hard work and dedication behind the scenes and, of course, on, on the big screen and actually in the movie has a lot to do with that. And uh, I, I couldn't see any other actor portraying Deadpool anyway because Ryan Reynolds is very, very goofy and has that kind of uh, – he already has all of that uh, character anyway. So uh, him actually going and, and doing this character in a movie was just uh, basically like breathing for him. So I agree that he deserves to be on this list. Yeah, absolutely. And so what you were saying about uh, his contributions off the screen, if he hadn't have paid the money to the writers, uh, the, oh, not yeah. the writers, the marketing team, um, that movie would have, yeah. right? That movie wouldn't have been as huge in the box office as it was. And I say that because um, he was smart enough to know how important marketing that movie was gonna be. I mean, let's not forget nope. Deadpool. Deadpool was on the Bachelorette. He was on the commercial for The Bachelorette. That is how you get women that are watching it like, what the heck is this? And, you know, wh- why is this on, on my show? And then as you see it, you're kind of like, this kind of looks funny. Maybe I'll go see it. Then boom, boom. That's how you get that female audience. So to me, he was just a genius behind the marketing. Uh, when he couldn't be at, I believe it was San Diego Comic-Con, I believe he posted a picture of him on the highway saying, uh, <laughs> We'll make you chimichangas for a ride to Comic Con, like something along those lines. <laughs> I mean, he was just brilliant. Uh, everything about that marketing was just brilliant, uh, you know. And and a lot of a lot more respect needs to go to what he contributed off uh, to make that movie really pop. And for the a billion a billionth time, to anyone who still thinks that that test footage was leaked, that absolutely was not leaked. Uh, Ryan no. Reynolds needs to <laughs> come out, and he needs to come out and admit. <laughs> That they put that out there as a feeler to see if see if people would be interested in a Deadpool movie, uh, because of how horrible they portrayed the character in X Men Origins. Um, so when it came out and people went crazy, they were like, "All right, so we're green lighting this thing." Um, and a lot of kudos for Fox for letting them make Deadpool the way that it should that it should be made. Mm-hmm. Him with all the profanity, him with all the fourth wall breaking and everything, um, it was classic. So yeah, I, I just wanted to give a shout out to him and what he did uh, marketing-wise, because that's very important for a movie of that magnitude to have is really good marketing behind it. Uh, but, Eric, what are your thoughts? Completely and totally agree. His, you know, just like everybody's already said, the dedication that he put into it, you can also see that in the rest of the cast and how happy they are. It, it just translates into everything. The rest of the cast seemed happy, seemed believable. There wasn't anything I could find wrong with that movie. Monica and I went and laughed our tails off, our sides hurt. We're hockey fans, so the Zamboni scene was so perfect for us. You know, <laughs> I'm going to kill you in like five minutes, you know. <laughs> yes, please. I knew he was going to be a good comedy actor when he was on Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. If that's dating myself, I don't care. 
Um, <laughs> it was an ABC show, and he was absolutely hilarious in that. And then when I heard, you know, that he was doing this, I was like, yes, there's nobody else that could do this. So 150 million percent agree that he needs to be on this list. And Fox yeah. needs to give him more props and more respect. Absolutely. I, I think Deadpool is one of the best things that helped Fox still stay uh, above water as far as their uh, their superhero universe. So they definitely need to thank him and Tim Miller for that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I will say Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, as far as uh, us doing this casting uh, top ten, might be the only character that I can think of that you just couldn't get anybody else to portray that like, think, even thinking about it in, in today's times where, you know, we, we know a lot more actors, we know a lot more funny people, there's just no one else that could have done Deadpool. Like, no one else. A lot of people were telling me Sean William Scott, I think is his name, from uh, American Pie. Yeah, he's, no. he's kind of, like, really funny. No. But he, doesn't em- he doesn't embody what it means to be Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds just no, seems like he's not. Deadpool. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool on and off screen. So yes. that's just what makes him just super special. Um, but Eric, it now no, wait, wait, hold on. No, not Eric, because Eric, you put up Hellboy. Leo, yes. it goes to you. Who is number two? Uh, I just put up Ryan Reynolds. Oh wait, you did? I swear to you, I thought that was that was Micah. Okay, I'm sorry, Micah. Uh, who <laughs> are you putting up as number two? My number two. Oh man. This was <laughs> this was tough. My one and two were are, are pretty much interchangeable. I had a hard time deciding which one was going to go where. Uh, but my number two is Logan, Hugh Jackman himself, Wolverine. Uh, what man? What can I say about Hugh Jackman as Wolverine that hasn't already been said over the last what eighteen years? Um, obviously, you know, after Logan, that was his last outing, um, which is a, a major bummer. Uh, but, uh, I remember that movie being the best movie last year. Was it last year that Logan came out? I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. uh, in it. Okay. Yeah. So Logan came out last year and I just remember, uh, after even watching the, the, uh, the movie thinking to myself, there's no movie I'm going to see the, for the rest of this year. That's going to be better than this movie. Um, it is uh, oh, obviously a very toned-down superhero movie, but uh, even in that movie, you could just feel everything was was coming to a head with everything that uh, we've seen Wolverine go through, all of these different films. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, it, has Wolverine been in every single X-Men movie? Uh, no. Wait, wait, wait. Not wait, every wait, single wait, one? On. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Every last okay, X-Men movie. I, I forgot. Yeah. Um, the, the first yeah, X-Men he makes movie a cameo was, uh, in first class. Yeah, he makes a cameo in first class. I forgot about Which that. Which was hilarious, he also, makes yeah. a, he also makes a cameo in Apocalypse that I forgot about. I think this new one will be the first time we see an X-Men team or an X-Men movie with no sighting of Hugh Jackman. Which makes my eyes well up with tears. Um, yes. Hugh Jackman, like I said, when I was talking about Robert Downey Jr., you, you think of Wolverine and you automatically go to Hugh Jackman. Now, obviously, everybody 
um, at least us diehard geeks know uh, the the kind of the backstory of his casting and, and how he was just an unknown this this uh, musical theater guy and and uh, you know obviously he's extremely gifted and talented uh, but when they cast him they had other people in mind that they wanted uh, but obviously you know uh, obviously, uh, yeah um, as history will 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 go uh, Hugh Jackman became Wolverine and. Um, I feel like over the years, Wolverine just became Hugh Jackman. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just that character, those those, those two yeah. names, Logan and Hugh Jackman, are just synonymous at this point. Um, I don't know how easy it's going to be going forward casting another uh, actor in the role of Hugh Jackman, or <laughs> see, what I'm, see what I mean, in the role mm-hmm. of Wolverine. <laughs> uh, but it's going to be pretty tough to fill those shoes same way that, uh, you know, with uh, Tony Stark, in, in my opinion, it's going to be tough to fill his shoes as well if, we, if we're going to move on and cast uh, somebody else in that role. Hugh Jackman did a phenomenal job. He works his ass off to get in the shape every single time. And even towards the end there, he talked about how much of a struggle it was to get back into that, that shape and cutting and and getting lean and stuff like that for the role of uh, Wolverine, um, I'm I definitely miss him. I'm gonna miss him moving forward uh, with the X Men movies, and then you know if the Disney deal with Fox it, it goes through, if that goes through, um, you know eventually the X Men characters being involved in the uh, the greater MCU, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to not see Hugh Jackman uh, put those claws back on and uh, uh, you know because of all the work that he's done over these years in, uh, in those, uh, those films. Now I will admit, I wasn't a fan of origins. I wasn't really too big on the, uh, the sequel to, uh, to the Wolverine film. And uh, it really was the Logan movie that came around where I was like, man, I'm really going to miss this guy playing Wolverine. So uh, Hugh Jackman is my, uh, my number two. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I think Fox um, not only owes this man uh, a lot of money, but Fox owes Hugh Jackman. Uh, like, Hugh Jackman should never, ever have to worry about money. Uh, seriously, uh, everything he had to go through, think about this. Think about how okay the first X-Men was, how the only reason the second one was, was even watchable is because of uh, the storyline revolving itself around Hugh Jackman. And then the third mm-hmm. one was just pure hot garbage. The only good qualities was Hugh Jackman. And then you go into mm-hmm. X-Men Origins, hot garbage, only watchable because Hugh Jackman. Uh, the Wolverine, a lot better than the first one, but still, again, only watchable because the Hugh Jackman. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and then it was like he had to fight to even get a, a Wolverine movie done that, you know, was done right. And, the, you know, it, it, it's so sad that when we finally get a great Wolverine movie, that's his last. So, I mean, yeah. Fox just owes, it owes him and it owes us a lot. We shouldn't ever have to work again because Fox owes us having to sit through those crap uh, X-Men movies, um, you know, and, and have, making Hugh Jackman suffer through those. He even said on, on, a, on a talk show that someone told him that superhero movies weren't in, that when he got the role of Wolverine, to go out and get another role. So if that movie flakes, at least you have something else to, to fall back on. 
And he was like, when, wow. when someone told him that, he was like, the first thing he ran to do was to go get another role uh, because he was scared. He was like, well, I mean, what if people don't want to see superhero movies? And mm-hmm. I'm out of a job because this movie tanked. Uh, and obviously history, uh, you know, history has shown that, that it went the other way. Uh, but, um, Leo, do you agree Hugh Jackman deserves a spot on this list? Yes, 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 yes. I would have said number one. He is my number one. Um, I have never really sobbed that hard in a superhero movie until Logan. That movie had my cheeks soaking wet. Because not mm-hmm. only are we losing, or not only are we losing such a great character in Wolverine and watching him die on screen, we're losing Hugh Jackman. And I can't, mm-hmm. I can't picture anybody else as Wolverine. It's going to be a huge struggle for Marvel to fill those shoes. And to be honest with you, I don't know who could do it. Um, I know there are several fan castings, but I can't, I can't agree with any of them because when I think Wolverine, I don't even picture the comic book character. I picture Hugh Jackman. Um, He was actually taller than Wolverine is usually depicted, and maybe even a slight bit scrawnier. Um, But he he brought such a great presence to that role that he established that look and how Wolverine was. Origins was trash, but I still liked Wolverine. Um, I didn't like Deadpool. I didn't really like the story revolving around it, but I still loved Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Uh, so, yes, definitely deserves a spot on this list. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. What's really going to suck is, uh, and a lot of people aren't even looking at it this way, what's really going to suck is when Marvel does finally take over the uh, the X-Men, what's going to suck is the next time we see a Wolverine, it's actually going to be a really, 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 really good movie. Like an X-Men mm-hmm. movie, a great X-Men movie, not just a good solo Wolverine story, a great X-Men movie. So it's going to be like, dang, man, like why couldn't Marvel just get these rights back like, I don't know, eight years ago? So we could have had like better X-Men movies and, and you know, Hugh Jackman being a part of that. So it's really going to suck. Um, but I will say uh, to everyone who's like, well, when Marvel gets the right, have Hugh Jackman come back, uh, even, if, mm-hmm. even if it's for one time. I want to just tell you guys this. Nah. You, you, think it, you think it hurts now, losing Hugh Jackman. Picture if he comes back, does a great job against the Avengers, and then leaves to never come back ever again. That's going to hurt even more. So, no, don't come back. We're, we're trying to get over you leaving now. Just leave things as they are. Uh, don't, please don't do that to us. Um, but, Eric, what are your thoughts? I completely agree. Uh, number two, number one. Either of those spots would have been perfect for him. Um, you're right. This hurts. Well, I, I was with a, a male friend, and we were both crying like babies at the end of Logan. Wasn't ashamed of it. We were crying like babies. You know, that movie was so brutal, and his performance, even the part in the beginning where he had to pull the claw out, just the look on his face, I mean, it looked like it hurt. You know, and he was he was just an amazing actor, and you can tell that he cared about the character the same way that Ryan cared about Deadpool. So I completely agree that this that he needs to be there. And in the future, I mean, I've talked about this with some friends up at work in my theater, and we're all wondering if maybe 
Disney needs to focus now on X-23. Go away from Wolverine and Mm -hmm. let's go with X-23. And let's start her story and put her into the X-Men universe, you know, the Marvel universe, and let her go and play for a while. Well, I I will say... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, but I completely agree with you, Jasmine. Yeah, I I will say Uh, to the point that you just... Go ahead, Leo. I just wanted to say um, to your point of the the claws and him, like, actually... What's crazy is he did so many overdubs um, just to get that raw emotion in. So he went back and recorded over himself so many times, like during that scene, during the four scene. It's pretty awesome even just watching him just do the voices. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. I I will say the moment that – because we got to do the special screening – um, when everyone went insane was when, you know, you see the kids running through the forest, you see them start to get shot down, and then he just goes into berserker mode. Um, and that that's a deep cut for a lot of people who aren't familiar with, with Wolverine. When he goes berserker, there's really not much you're doing to slow that man down. So it was mm-hmm. really good to see a side of Wolverine that we've never seen in the movies, which is just possibly some of the most, injustice things I've ever seen. Uh, the fact that we've ha- we've seen this man in numerous X-Men films and he's never went berserker. Um, but I will say this, uh, as far as what you were saying, Eric, only reason I don't want, if Marvel gets uh, the rights back, them to jump into doing an X-23 is, it wouldn't make sense because it's not connected to the same world. So if you're giving us X-23, that means Wolverine had to have existed for a long time. So I want, if Marvel gets the rights and they do X-Men, I want them to do it from scratch. And then after you've established Wolverine, if you want to do a spinoff like a Netflix series or something about Laura, then I'm cool with that. But that can't be what you jump into. That'd be the equivalent of us getting a Batgirl Nightwing movie before we have a Batman solo. Like that makes just absolutely no sense. You haven't even introduced these characters and you want to give us a solo movie about them? So I think if you're Marvel, ease into it. Give us some really good X-Men films, maybe a solo Wolverine film here and there. I do think Wolverine's first solo should be Hulk versus Wolverine. I think that would make fans go, oh, man. Oh, uh, that'd yeah. Be a great, that'd be a great story to tell. And you could, you could even, to some degree, follow the storyline um, that the movie, uh, that the animated movie did. Obviously not to the T of adding in Deadpool and Sabretooth, but just do it to where you have some of Wolverine's greatest villains taking him on, and then out of nowhere, the Hulk is inserted. I want to see Omega Red. I want to see Lady Deathstrike. Um, and I, I love the idea of an animated movie. You kind of got Hulk helping, but not really helping Wolverine uh, in that end battle. Um, so I think that would be a great first movie for them to go to uh, for Logan. But, all right, so we got Hugh Jackman at number two for his performances uh, as Wolverine. Number one, guys, I'm going to be completely honest with you, is the most biased uh, choice I think I'll ever make in life. Um, I'm going Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, I think he not only completely bodied what we uh, wanted him to be as Bruce Wayne, uh, the charming, cocky, uh, you know, very masculine-looking male kind of, of, of Bruce Wayne and cunning Bruce Wayne, 
his Batman was so freaking spot on. And I know a lot of people didn't like how meaty the first suit looked in BVS and how he was killing and whatnot. Get over it. Batman did kill in the comics in the, the run of Dark Knight Returns. Get over it. But no one can tell me that there's ever been a better scene of Batman than that warehouse scene. If anyone was ever wondering what a Batman should fight like, because, again, Christian Bale's Batman uh, was not a martial artist. I don't know what you would call what he did, but I wouldn't call it martial arts. Um, Ben's Batman showed you exactly how Batman should fight, and it made me even more hyped for a solo Batman film that it looks like we're getting in 2020-30. But that, to me, was Batman, top to bottom. Uh, you know, he just, the detective skills, the gadgets, uh, you know, the, the intimidation, everything, even the shot we got in Justice League um, of him sitting up on, uh, on that gargoyle. And then you see the thunderstorm in the back. And then you see it's darkness and then he drops down. Like, that is Batman. Uh, and, and to me, Ben Affleck completely embodied. He is now like the what it means to be Batman. Like, I don't put Kevin Conroy in that conversation because it's voiceover work. I just mean live action, um, you know, uh, performances as Batman. Michael Keaton's was great. He was a great Bruce Wayne, not really a good Batman. Ben Affleck was the first, to me, um, actor out of all the actors that played Batman to embody both Bruce Wayne and Batman and just completely crush it. Um, Leah, I'll go to you first. Are are, are you... uh, you picking up what I'm putting down, or, or do you not think Ben Affleck should be on this list? Uh, I think he deserves a spot on the list, but I, 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 don't, I haven't had enough time to judge. I haven't had one solo Batman film with him. Uh, I'll beat, I did get Justice League, um, and his performance was great in that. But I just I want to see a solo Batman film before I can actually roll a verdict. So it's a no for me. Wow, okay. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts? I have to agree with Leo on this. Um, I need to see him in a solo Batman film against a Batman villain to really say, yes, he belongs on the list. Does he have the start, the, the beginning of the makings of being... You know, number one, maybe, possibly, but I definitely need more. So, again, I agree with Leo, unfortunately, and I say no. All right, uh, Micah, uh, what are your Holy thoughts? Holy cow, guys. Tough crowd, tough crowd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe, now, I, I am pretty uh, upset with the wishy-washiness of Ben Affleck, will I stay or will I go? Uh, when it comes to the Batman films and his involvement moving forward, um, and that's like I said, it's a whole other topic of discussion. Uh, but if I'm putting all that aside, all the all the background noise, if I'm setting that all aside, uh, Ben Affleck is the best Batman that we've ever had on screen. Now, I know we haven't had a solo film, but I don't. I feel like with everything that I've followed in terms of uh, since his casting 
and how people were just, there were people outraged by Ben Affleck being casted. And I was just thinking to myself, are you guys serious? Do you guys, have you guys ever seen a Batman comic book before? Ben Affleck, you get him in the right kind of shape. He already exudes that uh, kind of uh, billionaire, uh, uh, that, that, uh, that attitude or that aura. Um, he, play, he can play the playboy and uh, have that dark side. Um, he can do it. He, he is a talented actor. Um, all, you have to, all they had to do was beef him up and throw him in a suit. And, boy, when the first time that I saw him in, a, in that Batman suit, I was – I just felt so like – a, like a child, like a, like a kid. And I've been a Batman fan my entire life, so pardon my bias. But Ben Affleck <laughs> looks great as Batman. He uh, plays the role very well, very well. And it's no slight to Christian Bale or Michael Keaton. I'm not even going to mention the other two in the 90s that played Batman <laughs> – but Christian Bale did a did a great job playing the the millionaire, and he did a very he did a solid job doing uh, playing Batman uh, as the character, and then Michael Keaton did a good job doing both as well. But if I'm thinking about a complete performance, Ben Affleck is my guy. That that would be my pick for Batman. Now, will he stay or go? That's really up for up for him to decide and, and choose moving forward. But if I'm thinking about putting him or uh, putting him on this top ten list, absolutely. You guys are nuts to not throw Ben Affleck on this list. He definitely deserves to be in this top ten, and that's that's where my opinion lays. Okay, hang yeah, on a second. I think he can be there, but he has been surrounded by everybody else. I want him, and only him, on the screen. So I can see that. I agree. I think when they buffed him up and everything, he looks great. I didn't need the shower scene in Batman versus Superman. That's a completely different subject. All right. <laughs> well, I, I'll say I'll say this, Eric. I'll say this. Before this year, uh, and and be completely honest. Before this year, um, would you have put Chadwick Boseman on this list for Black Panther? Yes. All right. The only time we ever seen Chadwick Boseman before this year was in Civil War, and you can honestly oh, argue hell. he was he was even <laughs> maybe the third best character in that movie itself, and was surrounded by like thirty thousand other characters. Ben was only surrounded by two others, and the one of them only surfaced the last ten ten to maybe fifteen twenty minutes of the movie as one of the heroes. So, to me, Ben was a lead in BVS. Ben was a lead in Justice League. You could even say BVS was Batman's story. Not Superman. Superman was sprinkled in there. It was Batman's story. Zack Snyder wanted to make a Batman movie, but they told him, no, it should be Man of Steel 2. And he said, all right, well, how about we, 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 you know, we agree on this. We make it half Superman, majority Batman. (laughs) And they were like, all right, fine, whatever. But to me, if you were able to say Chadwick Boseman was a phenomenal Black Panther and deserved a spot on this list just after Civil War, how can you not make the same thing for uh, Ben Affleck uh, in BVS? Now, if you're saying you just were, weren't blown away by what you saw in BVS in, in Justice League, then I, I completely understand and respect that. But I did want to ask you, 
if you can put Chadwick on there just after um, Civil War, why is it you can't do that for Ben? I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe some of my perspective on Ben is skewed from rumors that I've heard about, you know, the way he is. I mean, and you would know this better than I would, but it seems like I remember hearing rumors of, you know, how the cast was miserable when Ben was around in comic book conventions. But then if he wasn't, it was like a completely di- different atmosphere. And I understand that that has nothing to do with Batman per se, but I think maybe possibly I'm skewed a little, you know. Well, I, I, I will say um, the, the rumors of that were coming from, I'd say, somewhat unreliable places because the cast has said nothing but great things. Um, about working with them. And I know, again, they're not going to come out and say they were miserable, but for that report to be accurate, that means one of them would have had to have said that. Um, Even if it was just in, like, hey, don't put my name out there, but it was miserable with them. I'm going to be completely honest. I I get that, but you have to put that to the side. Did you enjoy his performance as Batman, and did you enjoy the casting of him as Batman? Yes. All right. So before I go any further with you, Eric, I want to ask the same thing to Leo. Uh, Leo, same exact question. If you could put Chadwick on there solely just off of what you love from Civil War, uh, and I'm not saying that's what you said. I'm just posing the same question to you that I did to Eric. Um, What, you know, did you not feel that BVS was his movie enough to to at least give him that? Because, I mean, he was the lead. It was technically only him and Superman to, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie? Um, I wouldn't have put Chadwick Boseman on there uh, if it was just Civil War because, again, I wouldn't have had a movie, a solo movie to judge. Um, Like, Eric, Eric, like you were saying in the beginning, I was completely agreeing with you. Uh, I want to see him just him. And I know that BVS is mostly Batman, I understand, but we also have Wonder Woman and we also have Superman. We also have Doomsday. I mean, we've got all these other characters coming in. It takes away from my Batman. It takes away from me able to really critique him. I want a solo Batman movie before I can I can say yes. All right. So then I'll I'll, I'll ask it like this, just purely off of what the actual topic is that that we're um, we're covering for top ten tonight, which is casting. Which means once they named him. Um, and, you know, you actually got to see him in the suit. You actually got to actually see him on the big screen. Um, do you think he deserves a list as far as being a good casting? Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't have anything against the casting, if that's what you're asking. Um, I guess it wasn't bad, but I wasn't just like, oh, my God, he's going to be Batman? Yes! Like, I, I was just like, oh, okay, let's, let's see what he's got. Um, I, okay. I have somebody to put up against him. Who are you putting up against him? There's only one person you can, but who are you <laughs> putting up against him? Uh, okay, you're going to think this is so typical. Tom Holland and Spidey. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not going to call out your bias. I don't have any room to stand on. I purely picked Ben because of my love for Batman, so I'm not going to call you out on that. Um, and I, res- I respect your opinion, and I'm not going to solely base it off of me thinking that it's biased, because uh, it is a good pick. 
But, okay, so then fine. We'll do this since we're split. Um, I'll ask you, Micah, if you had to decide between Tom Holland's Spider-Man and Ben Affleck as Batman, who ben are you Affleck is Batman. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> that was pretty easy. Um, Eric, I'll ask you the same question. Uh, well, seeing as how I've never seen Spider-Man Homecoming, I'd have to go with Ben Affleck. <gasps> All right. Wait, you've never seen Homecoming? Whoa. Mm-mm. What? I Man, know. that is Breakfast Club. That is Breakfast Club meets superheroes. That is a beautiful... Uh, that is a beautifully told story. Beautiful movie. I'll tell All you right. what. I tell you what. The um the announcement of the Flash directors you'll appreciate a lot more once you see Homecoming. They were the writers. Okay. All right. All right. I, I I know I need to see it. I mean the the list of Blu-rays that I have to watch, you know, Thor Ragnarok and all that kind of stuff, but. I will find a way to work it in while I'm writing this week, and and you know I'll let you know. But up to this point, hadn't seen it. All right, so it looks Ew. like you walked out, Leo. Looks like Ben, who I am currently writing in at number one. Yeah, Micah, we did. It. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> at number one. <laughs> Thank uh. you so much, Eric, for not seeing Homecoming. I appreciate that. That was an alley for, for me and Micah. We appreciate that. Um, all right, so let me name off the list so we can uh, – we don't have – we have about, like, 20 minutes left so we can uh, put it in the proper order. So at number 10, Jackie Early Haley. Number 9, Chadwick Boseman. Number 8, J.K. Simmons. Number 7, Michael Fassbender. Number 6, Robert Downey Jr. Number 5, Ron Perlman. Number 4, Charlie Cox. Number 3, Ryan Reynolds. Number two, Hugh Jackman, and number one, suck it, Leo. Ben Affleck is Batman. Um, ah. I'll, ask I'll ask this first. Instead of us restructuring the uh, the order here, I'll start with you, Micah. Is there anyone on this list that you would like to take out and place for someone else? Holy crap! I should have been paying attention. <laughs> Hold on. Run through that top ten real quick again for me. I've got I've got my <laughs> list, so I'll. <laughs> Go through it again real quick. No problem, no problem. All right, so we have Jackie Early Haley at number 10, mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman at number 9, J.K. Simmons at number 8, Michael Fassbender at number 7, Robert Downey Jr. at number 6, Ron Perlman at number 5, Charlie Cox at number 4, Brian Reynolds at number 3, Hugh Jackson at number 2, and Ben Affleck at number 1. Okay, I think... Chris Hemsworth deserves to be number 10 instead of Jackie Early Haley as four. Hmm. Hmm. Come on, gonna, guys. Come on. Chris. I'm going to say this, man, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. And, again, it may not be his fault, so I'll put that disclaimer out there to begin with. I literally almost slept through those first two Thors. Honestly, yep. if it wasn't Tom Hiddleston. I, I would have to agree. If it wasn't for Tom Hiddleston, I don't think I would have enjoyed any of those first two Thors. So purely off of that, um, I'd have to say no, because, I mean, we were just saying how Jackie Early Haley was, like, one of the driving reasons why we enjoyed Watchmen. We enjoyed his performance as Rorschach. None of us said we almost fell asleep on the idea of him being Rorschach. 
So I don't, I don't know. And again, but I, I cast, don't blame that on Chris Casting-wise, casting-wise. I'm going to be honest with you. Casting-wise, I didn't even think he looked like Thor. I thought they could have gotten what? someone to be a little, a little bulky. <laughs> Um, hair, the hair boy. and beard. Oh, Wait, hang on. Come on. The hair man. and beard. The hair and beard alone in the first movie were horrendous, especially in yeah. the scenes when he's walking what? down the street to face the face the big nasty robot that was cutting up the town. That was absolutely vile. I almost puked myself oh, when I saw that. Oh, he almost yeah. puked. He's yes, yes. Horrid. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. The, <laughs> that was not a good representation to me of Thor. Like, he's grown oh. on me because, like, I'm used to the fact that Thor isn't going to be that huge muscular guy that I'm used to in the comics. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Not over Jackie Early Haley. But I don't oh. think anything. It is a democracy, so... Leo, are you taking Jackie out to put in Hemsworth? Nah, that cape sucked. Um, the first two films, <laughs> man. Oh my goodness, Natalie Portman was trash. I mean, oh, I yeah. was like, dude, yeah. I I cannot get over the storyline with him and Jane because of how trash her acting is. Um, and I think I think her I think her being Jane kind of pulled him down that same drain. So it kind of it kind of masked his great acting abilities, which we got to see in Thor Ragnarok and those uh, little clips with the roommate. I was like, why wasn't he acting like this the whole time? Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah. I can't, I can't go with it. It's a no for me. Yeah. So, so, sorry, uh, Micah. Uh, Eric, you made it pretty <laughs> clear that it's a no from you also. Um, <laughs> I'm just sitting here no. smiling. Go, why are you even asking? You already know. <laughs> Yeah. Let me say this, Micah. Let, let, let me just say this really quickly. I do think Chris Hemsworth has recently done a really good job as Thor. Mm-hmm. I do think if I have mm-hmm. to base it off of his solos, the first two, not a good body of work for me to base uh, him making this list off of. Sorry. I'm so really when he sorry. Went in, <laughs> when he went into <laughs> Avengers... When he went into Avengers, the character came out more. He he yes. started growing. You could see a big difference. You know, like the theme about Bilge Snipes. You know, that always sticks in my head. I quote that line at work sometimes, talking about some of the people who, who I work with. Not naming names, <laughs> um, in case they're listening. Um, but <laughs> if you look at Avengers, even Avengers Age of Ultron, the part where he goes, is that all you've got? You know, it, it was little moments like that where you really see Thor. So, so that's why sorry, I said, buddy. again, well, that's why I said, again, it's not personal to him. It just seems like everybody else knows how to write Thor better than whoever those few, uh, those first two directors were for, for Thor. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone else did a really good job bringing out who Thor is actually supposed to be. Uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. There was no way I could I could put him on this list. I didn't even have him in my honorable mention. Here's I'm okay. Sorry. So here's why. Here's why I wanted to put in Chris Hemsworth. Yes, the first two were trash. Thor and then Dark World. Crap. Holy crap! I haven't. I, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I haven't finished 
The Dark World. Every time that I watch, I fall asleep. I have never finished that movie. Uh, Natalie Portman in any of the Thor films, it, she was just not necessary at all. Uh, I feel like Chris Hemsworth, though, if we're talking about casting, I feel like that was that was definitely something that they saw something in him that was going to work. And obviously the first two Thor films were not great. And then uh, uh, with the Avengers movies and his appearances in those films was, was, was awesome, in my opinion. I felt like, like you said, his, uh, his role as Thor, it, his character came out more in the ensemble films. And then mm-hmm. Ragnarok, and I, you know, I just recently watched Ragnarok, and I had a lot of fun. I laughed the entire time. I hope that that's the Thor we get moving forward. Now, uh, he can be serious and, and be the god of uh, thunder and all that other stuff. That's great. But I feel like Chris Hemsworth does a great job as Thor for what he was given in the first two films and then what we've seen uh, as his character kind of evolves moving forward in the uh, ensemble film. So that's why I cracked him into the – into my top ten, at least. I'm just yeah, I, I, give I, a, I'm giving a last ditch effort as uh, <laughs> for, for Thor. <laughs> listen, man, listen, listen. You're gonna find out week week to week. Uh, someone out of the four or five of us, uh, when Gavin finally joins us uh, towards the end of the month, someone's always gonna plead to get someone on. Uh, that's just the way the show happens to always go. Someone at the end of at the end of the show, is always pleading to get someone on. So don't worry. It, it's going to happen again. Uh, we pretty much had to plead to, to get Ben on here. So it, it's kind of a working thing that, that happens here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's definitely not, not making it on this list. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Leo, Leo, you cannot mention Tom Holland again because you already did. No! So, what? Are there any honorable men- you brought him up already. We we voted no, so we can keep bid on. Over Batfleck, but I mean, can I replace somebody else with him? Fine, fine. Usually no, guys, but fine because I do know how much that character means to you. So fine, but make it a good one. It can't be. It can't be Rorschach. You can't rename um, someone that someone else has tried to to vote out. I hate to ask, but uh, could you blast through the list again, please? Yeah, well, actually, can I can I offer someone up to you on a silver platter? Oh my God, are you gonna say J.K. Simmons? Absolutely! Come on, man. If you want Spider Man in, let's get the guy who, who wants his pictures taken out. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's who I'm gonna go for anyway. Um, but Tom Holland embodies not only Spider Man but Peter Parker so well. I mean. Here's the thing about McGuire. Uh, I just felt like he was so humdrum over a girl who was pissed off because he didn't show up to her place. Oh, man. That's such a, <laughs> oh, boy, such a lot. Um, but he, this movie was fun. Tom Holland is fun as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And he has that childlike wonder. I mean, let's not forget Spider-Man is young being introduced into the comics. I mean, having that teenage childlike wonder of like oh my god like I'm getting to meet the Avengers huh like it it, he plays that so perfectly and he embodies that so well so yeah I gotta put my man Tom Holland on the list 
Uh, I'm going to say yes. To take out J. Jonah Jameson, who I really did not want on this list anyway, absolutely. Um, Honorable mention, though. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, just not on the list. Uh, <laughs> uh, Micah, you taking out uh, J. Jonah for um, Tom Holland? No. <laughs> I'm what? sorry. I, 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 I think Whoa. Tom Holland... I think Tom Holland is uh, is doing a solid job so far as Spider-Man. And I definitely think that uh, uh, it, it, it's only going to go up from here. Like, he's, he loves playing Spider-Man, obviously. And the, uh, uh, the time that he was in Civil War was uh, very small but exciting. And uh, his movie, I loved Homecoming. I thought it was a lot of fun, um, especially going a different route than what we've seen with the previous Spider-Man films. Uh, but to remove him and or to replace him uh, uh, or replace J.K. Simmons uh, with Tom Holland, I can't do it. I just I can't. Sorry. Oh, wow. my God. That <laughs> wow. My that is that is almost <laughs> blasphemous, uh, Eric. <laughs> I want you to base your opinion off of what you saw from um, Civil War, since you didn't see Homecoming. Uh, would you take Simmons off to put uh, Holland in? Absolutely. What what Holland did in Civil War epitomized Peter Parker, epitomized this young kid thrown into something, and you know he, he's hanging out with all these older guys, and he's trying to explain Empire Strikes Back, you know, <laughs> and, it, I, I mean, that was priceless in and of itself, and then once everything is over, Peter's still trying to get up to go help more, and Iron Man's like, no, sit it out, no, sit it out, that's Spidey, I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I think uh, J.K. Simmons got to go. Yeah, so, sorry, Micah. Simmons well, is coming guys, off the list. You guys are wild. <laughs> Honorable mention. <laughs> All right. So I got Tom Holland replacing J.K. Simmons at number eight. Um, Eric, we got a little less than eight or seven minutes to play around with. Uh, is there anybody on this list? If you need me to repeat it, I can, because we don't have any more people that I can kind of just, like, serve up on a silver platter. Um, but – who would you like to take out to put someone in? Or you can just name somebody that you would like to put in, and then we can, I guess, figure out who we would take out. I'm going to name somebody, and I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't been named. But um, he – well, crap, where did my list go? There it is. Thank you. Um, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Mm. Now, I, I don't know if everybody feels the same way I do. But, I mean, him as the Joker was phenomenal. He really kind of redid the role, you know, and not just make him the clown prince of crime, make him someone very deadly, very serious. And I would, if possible, I would love to see a way to get him on the list. Man. Ah. Get Hellboy out of here putting Heath Ledger. Can I be honest with you? Uh, 
if that's what it takes, if that's what it takes to get Ledger onto the list, kick Ron Perlman off. And I, Ron, yes. I love you to death, but Ledger is just that much better of a of a casting choice than a performance. All right. Well, listen. Just, if you guys, go ahead, Leo. I just he's just not the Joker to me. Like I know he brought something new to it, and I know he was very. I know, I know, (laughs) guys, I know, but I am just used to the tackling, um, Mark Hamill Joker that I know and love, and I just he wasn't really like that. He was more. What what was that? No, I was just going to say, I, I kind of understand that, but when there were set, report, set reports that Michael Caine forgot his lines, Heath Ledger was giving such a great performance. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, well, that, see, that... I, I, I think the confusing <sighs> thing that, I think the thing is that we confuse is great acting with great portrayal. I don't, I think he was an amazing actor in the role of um of Joker like that acting performance is like second to none that was phenomenal but if we're talking actually stepping in the Joker's shoes and portraying the Joker he did not live he, let me not say that he did not he did not like show the true essence of the Joker he seemed more like um I'm trying to think of that villain's name anarchy like, he just was purely off yeah. of the emotion of anarchy. He just wanted to cause anarchy. That's not the Joker. The Joker has structure. The Joker has Batman as the cause. This is what I'm going to do to get Batman's attention. He just seemed like he wanted to introduce anarchy, and then Batman was something that he was kind of pinning next to it. So to me, he wasn't mm. the Joker. But the performance was just mm. beautiful. Um, so if you're telling me I had to take Ron Perlman out, I'm fine doing that, but I do want to say I'm not 100% uh, with the idea of Heath Ledger uh, going on there because we're going off casting. So I don't believe he was actually Joker. I believe he was like the essence, maybe. Uh, I think Cameron Monaghan is more so the Joker than Heath Ledger was. Um, But again, that's not to take away from his performance. His performance was all-time great. But I'm I'm with Leo. I just really I that wasn't my Joker. I'm sorry. Oh man, Jerome though, he does such a good Joker. That's the uh, Joker. Yeah. But I but I agree with you. I mean, I just as 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 an actor, fantastic. But portraying the Joker, eh, not quite the Joker to me. It's just not. It just doesn't right. hit it for me. Right. So I that that's the same line I'm along, but. So we can uh, make this a little spicier. We only got like less than five minutes left. I'll say this: I will say to Micah and um, uh, Eric. Sorry, completely went brain dead. Micah and Eric, I have I have a few honorable mentions on here. I'm going to pick one that I think we can agree on over Heath Ledger because he completely embodies who that character is on screen, and it looks like he embodies who that character is off screen. Um, I'm going to go with – I thought we'd get this mentioned before, but I'm going to go with Chris Evans as Captain America. He has completely embodied yep. what it meant to be Captain America. He not only looks fresh out of the comics, 
from his look as Steve Rogers and as Captain America. He just seems like an all-around Boy Scout in real life. Like, he's, like, one – he's the only one in the cast that doesn't have, like, a wife and a kid. <laughs> he just – he just screams that Boy Scout mentality. Like, he's a perfect gentleman. Uh, you know, he'll open the door for you. He'll pull the chair out for you. He just seems like the ultimate Boy Scout. And I think Chris Evans has grown into embodying what it means to be Captain America. And he's even tweaked it to where we see a, 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 a larger, darker side of, of Captain America. That was even a line. Uh, you had Stark say, um, you know, I can't trust the guy who doesn't have a dark side. And Cap said, maybe you just haven't seen mine yet, which was a foreshadow to what we got in Civil War, to where we completely saw a dark side of, of, of Cap. Uh, you know, not completely dark, but somewhat of the, the you know, bordering the, the darkness. Um, so I'll ask you first, Micah, would you um, put Chris Evans in over Heath Ledger? Oh, man. Wow. Um, okay, so I will say this. If it weren't for Chadwick Boseman and what he was able to bring with Black Panther, Chris Evans would be my absolute favorite MCU character, without a doubt. So for me, it's Black or uh, Chadwick Boseman and then Chris Evans at one and two in terms of my favorite. And I love watching Captain America. The, fir- the first Avenger... That movie was so slept on that people don't realize how good of a movie that is uh, because everybody just kind of forgot about it. Um, but, man, I, I, I still I, – I can't do it. I got to keep Heath Ledger in. I got to keep him in. All right. So it's on you, Eric. Are you putting him in? Eric? I guess Eric is not here. Uh, so, Micah, this is going to be really difficult on you, man. Leo, are you are you putting in Chris Evans over over uh, Heath Ledger? One hundred percent. Yeah, we're running All out right. of time, so, so I won't say much. Absolutely, we are. So it looks like Ron Perlman is out at number five, and we're putting in Chris Evans. I am so sorry it ended like that, Micah. I, I guess he yeah, uh, he hung I, up by accident <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, no, seriously, I, I guess I don't know what happened to him. It just says he, he dropped. Um, but I will say this. This list is not done. We will revisit. We'll have a whole other uh, topic for next week, but the first five, ten minutes, we will finish up this list so you can have a rebuttal against this cat pick. Um uh, Michael, so don't worry about that. That's that's not how we get down. We want to make sure you have enough time to, um, excuse me, defend that a lot better. So we'll finish up this list, guys, next week, same time, same place. Michael, really quickly, plug yourself before we uh, we end the show. You guys can look me up on iTunes at movies dot 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 a podcast or on YouTube, uh, YouTube dot com backslash Micah Harshaw. That's M I C A H. H-A-R-S-H-A-W. All right, guys, you heard it. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. Sign us off, Michael Rosenbaum. Hey, this is Michael Rosenbaum, uh, Lex Luthor from Smallville, The Flash, and the Justice League, and you're listening to Geek Vibes Live. See you next week, guys.